three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Humble host hunter here. Hope you guys and gals are having a great uh, October so far. So I have a review <sighs> for the latest Adam Sandler film. This is Hubie Halloween, and let's just get this out of the way. So, if you recall, around Oscar season, which seems so long ago, uh, Adam Sandler was saying if he didn't get nominated for uh, Uncut Gems, which haven't reviewed on the channel yet. Big fan, uh, big fan of the movie. We'll have to review it at some point. But he said that if he didn't get an Oscar nomination, he would basically intentionally make the worst film, like the worst film he's ever made. Which I'll be the first to admit, kind of made me go, "Wait, can you make a worse film than Jack and Jill or uh, Sa- <coughs> pardon me, or Sandy Wexler or like or Ridiculous Six? Like, can they get worse than that?" And if I can pay this movie a bit of a compliment, I got two hard laughs out of this movie, which I'll be honest, I can't remember the last time I can say that for an Adam Sandler film. Like it was it was actually kind of surprising that I even got two laughs out of this. Outside of that, it's it's the same old shit. Like here's the thing about Adam Sandler. He has no reason to improve. He he he's the white Tyler Perry. He has no reason to improve his craft. Now, okay, you know what? That's unfair because I at least remember a day to really date myself a little bit here. I look at Billy Madison. I look at Happy Gilmore. I look at The Waterboy. I look at Punch Drunk Love. Um, to name just a few, Adam Sandler has had um, an incredible career. And it seems like he does this bullshit so much that we forget that, oh, yeah, Adam Sandler actually has done some really great shit. Um, I mentioned Uncut Gems. Um, just going through his filmography here, I mean, I think for me, it was probably around... It was 2002, where the wheels just kind of started falling off on this. Um, we did get Anger Management in 2003, which I'm a big, big fan of. He produced Dickie Roberts' Former Child Star, which isn't a great movie, but I got a couple chuckles. I think 51st Dates is absolutely excellent, and unlike a lot of people, um, I'm a fan of The Longest Yard. I love Grandma's Boy. I will defend Grandma's Boy. Don't care. Think it's great. Uh, It was really like, once we got Click, that's when it kind of started to get a little eh. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I think that movie fucking sucks. I don't care what anyone says. You know, Bedtime Stories, uh, producer and Paul Blart. I don't think any of the grown-up films are good. And we, we just go from there. The thing about this movie, at least, is that there is some stuff to enjoy. So Adam Sandler plays Hubie. And I think right there is going to be a problem for people. Because it seems like Hubie might be special. But... The movie never talks about it. He's using this this voice, which you know Adam Sandler, of course, always does, which is absurdly irritating. But 
he goes ahead and does his voice, and it's one of his most annoying that I, I can possibly remember that he's done in recent memory. Uh, the movie does start off with Ben Stiller making a cameo as the uh, the nurse, or the uh, yeah the the nurse or whatever from uh, Happy Gilmore. That that made me laugh. I was like, oh, that is a surprisingly good cameo. So again, there are a couple things here. I did really like the choice of music. They use Monster Mash a couple times, which I'm always I. I freaking love that song uh we get a ghostbusters uh you get to use a ghostbusters theme here so the movie plot and i put plot very much in quotes so adam sandler again plays hubie he lives with his mother shocking and um and him and his mom they're living together hubie is the self-appointed basically almost like the the keeper of halloween they Go ahead and they say at a point in the film that his, I think it was his great, great, great grandmother uh, was killed, uh, was killed during the Salem witch trials. And I remember sitting there thinking, that's an interesting wrinkle. I wonder if they're going to develop that. No, they just pretty much throw it up in that one scene and then it's never brought up again. Uh, this movie, you don't get two minutes, uh, sorry, you don't get three minutes in until uh, you see him projectile vomit. And that's just... That's what these are at this point. The, these are glorified vacations for Adam Sandler and his friends. Now, I know he's from Massachusetts, if memory serves. So, even better. They all got to come hang out with him. Oh, oh, oh that's right. But he's from Brooklyn. Good God. I remember he's a, he's a huge Yankees fan. But Massachusetts is not far from New York. I'm sure this was just like a very easy, let's take what I don't even know how long it took from the film this, but maybe a week <laughs> to go ahead and film this. But uh, Adam Sandler, though, the film starts off with him on in in the town. He's right on his bike. He has this canteen uh, that I'm gonna get to because that's a whole issue I have with the film. But everyone just hates on this dude. Everyone's throwing shit at him and like ridiculous stuff too, throwing like tires and like. Uh, crowbars and shit at him like like not not just anything and uh, eggs and he just takes it all in stride he works at a like a like a butcher shop but the whole movie never it has chances to it never talks about why the town hates this guy like like it's weird this movie takes place it's set in salem massachusetts you would think him being so uh excited about halloween taking it so seriously would endear him to the people there but no everyone just hates on this dude with the exception of course of um of uh oh my gosh of judy bowen's character who i believe plays victoria and here is probably my biggest problem overall this pulls the pixels in the sense of you remember michelle monahan in that movie she has basically the Julie Bowen role where she is this woman that he just becomes infatuated with. Now, granted, this is slightly better just because um, they have a Violet. Yeah, uh, Julie Bowen plays Violet. And it's slightly, slightly better because Violet and him at least have chem uh, not chemistry, but they have history. They've known each other since they were kids. Violet used to go out with sergeant uh steve downey who's played by kevin james who is looking like a weird long-haired version of himself with really bad facial hair it's absolutely 
absurd. But but she is the one person in this town outside of his mother who seems to fucking care about this dude. But she is infatuated with him to a point that it is creepy and it's completely unwarranted because the way that the film presents them, it seems like she like they haven't really talked since high school. So I'm I'm sitting there watching the movie going, okay, well then why is she so oh my god, Huey's the best. She tells her kids Huey is one of the is the nicest might be the nicest person in this town. And it, it's so much praise for someone she doesn't talk to, which again makes very little sense to me. Um 90 seconds in this movie, we get our first pun. Because as I mentioned, when they're throwing all the eggs and stuff at him, he is able to catch the eggs in his uh, canteen, because of course he is. And he goes, oh, you missed the yolks on you. And I'm just like, movie, can you can you lean in? The, can you give me a little time before you start with the shitty jokes? Like, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So of course he hits his car because he's looking at Violet. And so there's this dumb gag where he hits this car on his bike, flips, lands on the car. She looks up like, oh, what's that crash? And he's in front of this Halloween store uh, dancing with these uh, animatronic or these like like these. Uh, yeah, those like 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 moving statues, essentially um, these animatronics or whatever. He's just sitting there dancing with them. And she looks up and clearly sees a human face and goes, oh, OK. Doesn't go up and say anything to him, just continues about her day. And that is the logic that if you're going to have any enjoyment in this film, you're going to have to accept. Because there are so many moments for me like that where I'm like, give me a fucking break. Uh, I did mention that I got a couple laughs out of it. So there's a point, this is very early on, it's like the eight minute mark, where, <laughs> where Hubie comes home. And this, uh, like this witch scares him. He freaks out, and I'll be the first to admit, Adam Sandler just like yelling normally does nothing for me. There are a couple points where he acts scared in this movie that did actually make me laugh. This is one of them. So this witch goes off. It's in his own house, by the way. So you think he'd be aware that the fucking thing's there? So he shrieks, and he has this. Uh, he has his uh, helmet, his bike helmet, and he just shuts. <laughs> the helmet at this at, at this uh, electronic witch and that shit had me laughing like I, I will give the movie credit that was something I didn't think I wanted um uh, more of a skeleton than a witch but I didn't know I wanted that but I was like okay movie that that was actually that was actually funny but then we immediately go to his mom who's wearing a shirt that says boner donor which which is dumb from jump but then it turns into a whole movie or whole, it turns into a whole running gag where she go where he misuses the word boner there's a point where he's at a school uh, uh, or at a uh, dance because he's monitoring everything trying to see you know solve the mystery and he goes to this dance where all these kids are underage drinking most of them are in high school and he talks about oh man like uh he makes a mistake Instead of saying mistake, because he thinks mistake means boner, he goes, oh, sorry, my boner. Like, oh, sorry, I made a, sorry, I have a, made a boner in front of you kids. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, this is, this is his level of comedy. This is what Adam Sandler does. Uh, the mom goes like, oh, yeah, I made a big boner in my math class. And it's just like, oh, my God, can you please, 
please stop this right now. Uh, they have this subplot with uh, Hubie's neighbor, who's played by Steve Buscemi. Um, I, uh, Mr. Lambert. That's a whole plot that just really amounts to fucking nothing. I, I love Steve Buscemi. It was really actually cool to see him in The King of Staten Island because I'm like, wow, okay, you're actually adding something to this very overrated movie. But yeah, he he's he's not even really funny in this. They don't even give him a chance to be though. So I can't even really be mad at Steve Buscemi because he he's clearly friends of Adam Sandler. But at some point, dude, you deserve better than this. So I didn't know this was a thing. I had actually confirmed with uh, uh, OJ, who's been on the podcast, of course. So marshmallow fluff on cookies is a thing. I did not know that. So that happens in the movie because the mom asks Hubie, like, oh, you want to decorate cookies with me? And he goes, oh, I get to look the spoon, though. And, and she goes, sure. So I, my silly ass thought, oh, it's just going to be, you know, regular frosting, whatever. But no, he, she... She pulls out this jar of marshmallow fluff and he starts putting it on the cookies and I'm sitting there going, Ew, really? This is this is a thing? Like, oh, gross. Um They cut to the person who escaped from the insane asylum. I can't remember if I mentioned that earlier. It really doesn't mean anything at the end of the movie, so it doesn't really fucking matter. But guy escaped from the insane, uh, insane asylum, he's in the town, he's just taking a piss. Like, that's just a thing he likes to do, apparently. Like, all right, whatever. One uh, Another thing that did make me laugh, and this is probably my second favorite thing about the movie, or as far as a joke, they cut to Wake Up Boston, like their morning news, and every girl that they show, like the girls doing the weather, like the main uh, anchor woman, all that, they're all dressed as Harley Quinn. And that was something I thought was really fucking funny because that's exactly how it feels right now. Like, Everyone is just obsessed with Harley Quinn, so any, any, I mean, any chance they have to go ahead and dress up as Harley Quinn, if someone does, they'll take it. So I mean, I, I mean, I won't complain, but I, but I found that really funny. Also, <laughs> the amount of cameos in this, there are some cameos I was like, oh, why are you in this? Like Ray Liotta, he was on Hannah Montana. I gave up on Ray Liotta a long time ago, but Vic Mackey, Michael Chiklis is in here. And I'm just like, why? And he's not in it a lot. He's in it maybe 10 minutes. But I was really like, oh, damn it. That's just, that just really bums me out. I didn't like that. There is a scene because, again, he, uh, Hubie trying to solve this mystery. He's at a grave. Uh, he's at a cemetery. And he starts digging by this grave to see when the person's uh, on the tombstone's name when they died and his 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 fucking canteen or his um uh not his canteen but his yeah his the thing he drinks out of that has uh it has a shovel on it like it's a, it's a fucking sonic screwdriver this i told my roommate this is like a really shitty not funny version of a doctor who episode like this is such it's almost surreal to watch this movie, and, and maybe that's why I don't hate it as much as the other ones that he's done, but I'll be the first to admit, my floor for this and my expectations were so fucking low heading in this movie. I was really just sitting there thinking, I don't know how this could be good in any way, shape, or form, but as far as other things I like, because I do want to actually 
try to be fair here, even though I hate Adam Sandler right now. Some of the set design I really enjoyed. As far as them setting uh, setting up a Halloween atmosphere, they did a good job with it. There there are people dressed up. Uh, as far as the town itself, the way the cinematography is done, it does feel about as atmospheric as any Adam Sandler film can feel. Uh, I know it's very much a backhanded compliment, but it's true. Uh, I I like those. I like that aspect of it like technically from that aspect i was like okay that's surprisingly actually good uh but there's just jokes that fall so flat there's this joke where he's in this haunted house because again he's still trying to figure out uh who is kidnapping these people who end up disappearing he goes to this haunted house and the people working the haunted house aren't even making, aren't even, like, jumping out at him and scaring him because he's such a scaredy cat. He just sees someone and goes, like, ah! And, ah! Like, he just keeps, uh, he keeps losing his shit. And that's something I was like, all right, that's not, that's not funny to me. There's also a scene where he, uh, the scene I mentioned earlier where he's digging by the, uh, in the graveyard, he gets shoved into an open hole with a casket and then the guy who was going to fill the hole randomly has a heart attack, falls into the hole himself that Adam Sandler's Hubie is in. And then uh, out of his canteen, he drops his soup. He's like, oh, my soup. And that's how the scene ends. I'm sitting there like, come on, movie. Like, Can you give me more than that? Can you not do this? Uh, there is <laughs> the last, last gag I'll probably bring up. And um, get to my final thoughts, but there is one more gag here where, uh, what's oh god, what's the girl's name? Where uh, Violet, um, Hubie saves this cat, and as a cat owner, I will be the first to admit this is the most emotional I actually felt in the uh, in the in, in the whole film. Hubie is on his bike. He sees a cat. Um, this this lady in the neighborhood, her cat's about to get run over. So. He, uh, so Hubie speeds up, grabs the cat, save, saves the cat. And I was like, okay, well, thank God you saved that cat. She, uh, he goes ahead and throws the cat to the neighbor, which the cat makes a meow sound, which I was, I, I, I'll admit, I chuckled. I chuckled at that. But then uh, Violet happens to show up and she goes, uh, she's telling the neighbor, like, you know, say thank you. And the neighbor's like, oh, whatever, shut up. And Violet goes, oh, you want me to get, uh, get out of this car and beat you with that ugly cat? Because uh, you know I'm capable of doing it. And I have the timestamp, the 29-minute, uh, 23-second mark. If you just look that up, the cat, <laughs> the cat makes this face that I was, like, I actually had to pause the movie because I laughed so hard. It's not a good joke. But it's a great sight gag. It was something that genuinely caught me off guard. I'm like, okay, movie, that credit, like, fine, I'll laugh at that. But overall, though, where this movie ends up, when you find out the, the when you find out who's, you know, who fucking cares? Uh, spoiler, spoiler, if, if you're, if you're done, if you really care, which you shouldn't, then just turn it off now. And I would say, don't watch this. But I gotta get in the spoiler. So you find out that every, the person who's been kidnapping everyone and doing all the causing all the mischief 
it's the mother, dun, 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 his mom. And when I talked earlier about the whole uh, Salem witch trials, uh, witch trials, which they bring up, it would have been something if it would have been something if they had tied it back to that. And they really don't. Uh, the mom, uh, his, uh, yeah, his mom goes, you know, my great, great, my, sorry, my great, 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 you know, grandmother uh, laid down her life uh, trying to save innocent people. And, you know, she's talking about, you know, my, my son uh, did one better. And it's interesting because the movie itself, and I'm going to compare it to Black AF in this sense. When Tyler Perry in that show, in the episode he's in, talks about how, oh, I don't care about the haters. I'm speaking for us. I'm speaking for my people. I'm telling our stories. When he goes off on the whole rant, the message is good, but you have to question the messenger because it's fucking Tyler Perry. Adam Sandler talking about bullying. It's frustrating, and I think it's complete bullshit, just for the way that he cannot write a strong female character. Every strong female character is really written as a trophy for him and his character. Yes, he's not a misogynistic asshole like he was in Pixels, but the concept is still the same. Like, she she is barely developed as a character, is Violet. She is infatuated with Hubie. She has three kids, and she works at a diner. That's all you know. Don't know anything about her, or really about her parents. And, oh, yeah, and you know that she used to date uh, Sergeant Steve uh, Downey. That's all you know. You don't learn anything about it, like really her interests or like, you know she likes Halloween, but it'd be cool if you take the three minutes and be like, oh, as a kid, I used to love this part or this part or, oh, maybe I was close with, uh, you know, my grandma. That's how, like something. And the movie just can't even be bothered uh, to give you that. Also, Shaq's cameo in here, while it is funny at first, it just descends into such a lame into the scene by the end of it. I was just sitting there going, okay, enough. And the way Rob Schneider is used here, which I know, shocking, he's actually in this, what the hell you say? He's so fucking bad. And I just, I don't like seeing Rob Schneider. <laughs> like, he really bothers me. I really don't like, I really don't like him. Seeing George Wallace as the mayor too, I was like, Oh, come on, George Wallace. You don't need to be in this. You're better than this. Um, I would say the same thing about Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph, but they have the SNL connection, so I can at least forgive that. Keenan Thompson as well. But, yeah, this is just this is just not a good film. It's not as bad as Sandy Wexler. It's damn sure not as bad as Pixels, but this shit... It, just try, man. Like, like I said, I got a couple laughs out of this, so clearly he can still make me laugh, but the, the biggest compliment I can give this movie is that's under two hours, which, thank God, it's under two hours, but, yeah, it, 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 it's just dumb, um, the, the, the director of it, Tim, uh, Tim, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Herlefy, uh, he has actually, he has a very interesting filmography, so, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Wedding Singer, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, Anger Management, love all of those. But he also did Little Nicky, Bedtime Stories, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, Grown Ups 2, Ridiculous 6, Pixels, Sandy Wexler, and Hubie Halloween. Uh, the director 
of this, uh, 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 I think it goes by Steve Brill, not Stephen Brill, but we'll just say Stephen Brill. Stephen Brill, again, very, like, starts off great, uh, doesn't finish great. Um, Mighty Ducks, uh, he was a writer on there. Uh, screenwriter on D2, the Mighty Ducks. Directed Heavyweights. Uh, writer and executive producer on D3, the Mighty Ducks, which, while the weakest out of three, still enjoy. Then he wrote and directed Lil Nicky. He wrote Raider Rumble, which, while I love Raider Rumble, I acknowledge it's not a good film. Directed Mr. Deeds. Directed Without a Paddle. Ugh. Drill Bit Taylor is a fucking bad movie. So is Movie 43. Walk of Shame is one of those most sexist things I've seen in a, in a fucking minute. Uh, the Do-Over directed that. Sandy Wexler in this. And some of the some of the horror stuff isn't directed badly. But again, this movie just, it feels like the cinematography and the atmosphere is carrying a lot of this film just because the script's so bad, which sucks because I think with a good writer, maybe like a Sarah Silverman or Brian Posehn or Patton Oswalt, somebody like that, like they could have actually gotten some actual jokes in here. But overall, what they give you is just such a very disappointing film given what this could have been. It's not, it's not, again, it's not pixels bad, but damn it, this was just not easy to get through. I had to pause this at multiple points. So I'm going to, because I did laugh, I did laugh. So I'm going to be kind and give this uh, D almost sounds too generous. I'm going to give this a rare D. You know what? I'm going to give it a D minus. I'm feeling generous. I'm going to give it a D minus. D for dumb. But yeah, that this really could have been better, which is almost more, you know, I can't go D minus. F plus. Sorry, I can't. Like, I'm thinking about some of the stuff I hated. Uh, D minus is too generous. So, yep, F plus. There you go. But, I mean, don't watch this. There's just, there's better stuff on Netflix to watch. I go, Sign up for, if you have, like, Disney plus or something, you can put on, watch Nightmare Before Christmas, watch Hocus Pocus, watch... Um, watch Monster House. Monster House is a great movie. Spend a couple bucks to rent that. Um, yeah, but don't, don't watch this. You, you, you deserve better than this, but uh, that's all I got. But Hubie Halloween, what did you think? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. That's R-E-E-L, pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. You can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on uh, on Amazon Music, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and Spotify at the Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have, <coughs> pardon me, more Halloween uh, reviews up. We'll have a review up for the house. Uh, I think I'll review a house with a clock in its walls, which I've really been wanting to review that. Uh, gonna be going old school, reviewing some uh, Hitchcock films, which I haven't watched Hitchcock in a while, so I'm actually really excited to sit down and uh, watch some of his stuff. So uh, probably gonna review uh, Rear Window, uh, Vertigo. Which I haven't watched Vertigo since I was like 10, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, Vertigo, uh, The Birds, uh, and Psycho. Psycho I haven't seen since I was like 13, so... Yeah, I'm getting to some some stuff. I'm like, all right, let's 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 see. And uh, at some point this month, I just know, at some point this month, have a review up as well for uh, Blade 2. I am not reviewing Blade Trinity, so do not ask me. 
because Blade Trinity is terrible. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Wear a mask. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.